Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. everywhere now right guys yeah i don't really i don't even know how to start this last time i did a separate introduction what do you guys want to do we haven't done an interview in so long i know (laughs) the last one we did was the anchoress yeah that was a hundred years ago i mean we're acting like we're quite smooth at production and stuff but it's gonna it's gonna be haphazard even if we did an interview yesterday wasn't it let's be honest has lucas lost uh microphone usage yeah because he Yes, we can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that's can't. Oh, I'm joking. I'm mugging you around. Well, that's why would you do that? Why? What a terrible prank! No, I wasn't until you said, "Has Lucas lost his mic?" Oh, okay. I just didn't say anything. No, we saw you mouth something. I don't think you did. Look, I anyway, it it's not. It doesn't it's, matter. We don't have time. Make a call. Do you want me to incorporate the introduction now or, uh, you know, while Emily's here? Or do you want to do a separate I mean, I figure you'll uh, do what you always do, which is we'll be having this conversation and then you're going to interrupt me and start introing the podcast. Well, no, last time we had Emily on. Hi, Emily. Hi. Uh, we um, You did a separate intro, yeah. I did a completely separate intro, which was just me sort of on my own. So I was wondering what you guys wanted to do in terms of whether we do that. I know this is like... We should have had this conversation beforehand. No, no, <laughs> no we yeah. tend to have on mic production meetings. <laughs> episodes, it's fine. Keep it all in. So, uh, Adam, you, Adam, you say this like ultimately we're not going to defer to your job. Hello, and you welcome to What Is Music, is. a music yeah. podcast about yeah. music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives uh, on one artist at a time. We're really currently cool. in season two, which is called Are You Amused? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Muse. We're going through their entire career. 
album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're, of course, asking, are you amused? And just for clarification, we're asking if you are amused by the band Muse, not whether you're amused by us, the host of this season, are you amused, to which you are now listening. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Murphy. Hello. And Lucas Way. All right. And we're joined by a fourth voice for, uh, uh, and, and, and this voice has been on the podcast before. Uh, hi, Emily Hyatt. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> this is, so uh, some people will have only listened to our, our Muse season. Um, and occasionally we like to have, we like to have guests on, on the episode, but this is our first one of this season. Um, so they maybe have not heard the first episode that you were on which was fandom and devotion, which was all about Manic Street Preachers and your kind of relationship with Manic Street Preachers and maybe specifically James Dean Bradfield. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> we can all see why. <laughs> and, um, and, and we thought it would be cool to do it again because when I was doing some stuff on socials, uh, I was talking about, you know, what are people's relationships with Muse? And you commented... And it seems like you, at least at one point, had a very similar relationship with Muse. Um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna save that just for now because we kind of need to reintroduce you. And we, <laughs> whilst you know, people could go back and listen to season one, but uh, some people won't. And you know, we've talked to you about Manix and the devotion that you feel towards the Manix and the, the level of fandom. Um, how would you characterize the level of fandom? that you kind of exist in generally yeah well uh, yeah but also you know I guess I'm dancing around the point I mean one of the reasons that we like to have you on is because you and I share um an obsessive quality (laughs) (laughs) they're called special interests yes they are (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) so well yeah it's um Obviously, I didn't when I first started ploughing into fandom. I didn't realise what it actually is, which is an autistic special interest, um, mm. an incredibly intense love, devotion, obsession that gives you in, incredible joy to be part of. Mm. So um, you know, autistic people get obsessed with a lot of different things. Some autistic people don't get obsessed with things; it's, it's rarer. But you know, uh, you know, my partner's obsessed with birds. Like, uh, uh, you know, tweet, tweet birds. He goes to Panama and takes photos of them with giant cameras and stuff. And that's one of his special interests, that and Olympic memorabilia. So it just shows, goes to show that these things are different. And I also know that, you know, non-autistic people get very full-blown obsessions with bands too. You know, I've got lots of neurotypical friends who are massive obsessives with uh, mostly Radiohead and the Manics. Um, but I, I, you know, looking back over my fandom history, I can see the cycles of obsessions going in and out with my. Uh, is it all? Is it all music? Apart from brief forays into Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. Um... Now, okay, that's <laughs> yeah, interesting. That, yeah, what kind of? When you say Pokemon, what kind of Pokemon-related obsession? Was Adam's that? just started this one. Funny <laughs> enough. Um, DS. So um, I've played the game since. Oh, I, I never collected the cards. cards. I never collected the cards. I've just started, um, and it's already ruining my life. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason I never started. Um, 
it's um I sort of I you know I started watching the anime and um got red. Oh no, Barry had red eyed blue. Which I, I had blue. the better, I was a blue. the superior option. <laughs> I, I, I had red. Well then you're wrong. Right. Yeah, okay. Barry had red eyed blue. blue. I liked yeah, no, I prefer blue. Um and then I got yellow, blah blah blah. And I've sort of dipped in and out of Pokemon. It's it's been like the residual obsession. One oh, that's okay. always underneath, but it kind of it takes a back seat when I'm in other obsessions. That's what I was going to ask. Like, uh, you know, if if they're all kind of uh, vaguely music based, apart from Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, um, and do are you they able... coexist? Is the other question. That's you, that's what I was going to ask. Thing to thing to thing, or is it like I've got to be really hardcore Manix this year <laughs> because they've got a new album, and so this is what you know, or do, is it sort of a, a I I can't I can only relate to having one thing, let's say, that yeah. I'm that I have a special interest in. We're gonna talk about it today. But it's so muse, like, by the way, it's muse. It's muse. Guys, so yeah, it's like so I I I don't like it seems quite exhausting. It seems like a lot of effort to to have that many to have to I don't know. Like Adam's collecting multiple different cards for multiple different things right now, and I'm like, oh too many things. Too many things. It, it's sort of... <laughs> It cycles, and it also depends on the intensity of, of, of obsession. Like, my partner, I'm using you as an example again, he has multiple ob- obsessions that sort of go, and they they sort of, now I'm sort of gesturing with my hands, they sort of flow up and down. But So right. birds, but then Olympic stuff, and at the moment he's collecting loads of football shirts, you know. Um, so he always has his in certain parameters. Uh, mine are usually more long-lived, so they are mostly music and mm. it will be you know looking back it started before music you know i was obsessed with lots of things as ch- as a child um but when i discovered music that became the obsession and then they sort of i can only really do one intense obsession at a time one intense yeah. one um and i can keep the others on the back burner almost like a neurotypical person would um so, you know, I adore Radiohead. I am still adore them. I love them. I'm obsessed with them a little bit. But all my intensity now is Mannix. It used to be Radiohead, <laughs> as you, I you mentioned. Have to, you have to pass the torch around between different uh, specials. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Mannix has been a long time now. Uh, 20, I'll send to 2014, start of 2015. It's nice to talk was... about Mannix a little bit because we haven't talked about them in like months. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's like old times, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Remember Nicky then... Wire? I remember yeah. Nicky Wire. What a name. <laughs> so he's the bassist, isn't he? He's the bass. He played on the yeah. bass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I remember you saying the last time that, that the Manix one, like this this period of the Manix one, you know, starting in 2014, is not the first time that the Manix have been one of your special interests, though, right? Didn't you? You kind of went off them for a little bit. Yes. And then kind of the fandom reemerged. And what I noticed from when, what we were talking about on social media was that um, the tail end of the, the original Manix obsession coincides with this rise of the Muse obsession. Yes. So I think you kind of passed the torch from Mannix to Muse in a little bit of a way. In a way. There was also some Radiohead in there just to confuse the crap out of it. Oh, of course, yeah. There's always little bits of Radiohead in there. Yes, always. (laughs) Yeah, it was around, I'd say, 2000. The the Muse phase was tiny and intense. It was a very small obsessive phase, but it was incredibly intense. And, um, Yeah. yeah, it was around the time that 
probably around the time Tom York grew a beard and um <laughs> Uh, oh boo! I stopped liking drum machines, <laughs> and I stopped liking um, stuff the Manics were producing. You know, I okay. I love Truth now, but Truth was kind of not for me at the time when I was sixteen. Um, so, what was Manics in two thousand? Was that Truth and then Know Your Enemy? Know Your Enemy. Truth yeah. leading into Know Your Enemy. I, I didn't get on with Know Your Enemy. To me, all of it's yeah. two thousand and nineteen. Sorry, two thousand and twenty. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know when they came out. It's all just they all came out in one year. Adam did tell us a lot of information. I don't yeah, know. I did. So many things to remember. Uh, you you said that it was uh, a small amount of time, but very intense. There was the one statistic that you gave me that made me think, oh, okay, we should definitely talk to Emily on this season again. Um, can can I say the statistic? Is that okay? Yes, and let's check if we've okay. got it right because I've done a lot of research on myself. Okay. Oh, yes. So you, Excellent. Between... The year 1999 and 2001. So at most, that's two years. That's showbiz into origin, basically. Yeah. You saw them 21 times. <laughs> oh, I actually updated that's 23. Oh, oh it's 23. Oh, Adam hasn't oh done his due God. diligence. No, no, no. It, <laughs> it, like, it wasn't the time. It's just um, I was doing a very boring catering job last week and decided to completely go through all the gigs I'd been to. And uh, yeah. Amazing. And then you've seen them. I mean, yeah, let's start at the end, because I think that gives a good indication of uh, what kind of a fan you were with Muse in 1999 to 2001. Um, how much of a fan are you now? I listen to the albums and I like them. That's about mm-hmm. it, really. Um... I, I saw a tweet from you the other day that uh, said that you hadn't actually heard <laughs> the second law drones or uh, simulation theory. Nope, I didn't realise there was three. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I thought, oh my God, I missed three albums. I've just ordered the second law off eBay. So uh, okay. I, I am going to I am gonna catch up. Um, because I, I like them. I like everything consistently that they've done. So yeah. I'm going to catch up. I just, I just sort of didn't you've quite been in, Well, you've been in Manix land, haven't you? I yeah, think. completely and utterly yeah. in Manix land. <laughs> so I'm guessing that means you've not seen them in many years so when so you say you saw them between 1999 and 2001 is then yeah. is then that it or no two times since then only two okay and when what sort of what area <laughs> are we talk we talking sort of well i guess it must be like i'm guessing like absolution or something like that time 2003 um, 2009 absolution oh. and resistance anyway. <laughs> look at it look at it i can finally know things <laughs> I <love it>. <laughs> <laughs> um that's yeah. a lot of times like what does that look like in terms of so i've i've seen them live what i thought was a lot of times which was i think it's a dead 20 but that's over the course of 18 or 19 years that's basically since absolution up until now every i'll basically see them at every tour like like a i would never go to multiple gigs on a tour i did on the most recent one that's the first time i ever have I go to every tour and then like any festival gigs I can manage and then the big ones, the big special one-offs, the stadiums and the, you know, the, the, the one-off charity gig for whatever and things like that. But obviously you saw them in such a short amount of time. So does that literally just mean you just, you went to the entire UK tour that happened in 2000 or something and you just did the lot? Like, what does that look like on, on a practical level? <laughs> I should have written this out prettily, shouldn't I? Um, I mean, if you're anything okay. like me, you'd have a spreadsheet for this. Which, uh, <laughs> if it was the Manics, I would. But unfortunately, we have a scrap of paper. 
written on the back. <laughs> yeah, of, that's me. Um, <laughs> that's and the old charging it. sheet from the, the kitchen I was just running. Excellent. Good. Um, um, so it was one, two, three, four times in 1999. And then one, two, three, four. Only four times in 2000. I don't think they played an awful lot, though. So 2001 was busy for you. Yeah. One, two, <laughs> well, as you, well, you'll know, because that's the maths in between. Yes, it's yeah. mostly 2001. Um, it was very busy. Yeah, because I was just sort of managed. You basically symmetry a lot. I did. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and is it all is that all in the uk or did you, were you did you travel the globe and follow them all, all the uk i ne- I never went overseas for news so literally basically you went on every tour date in the uk i imagine not so, particularly so... no not at all and again i guess they did a tour lot. a lot back then back then it's also you, on every other week they'd be playing some you know somewhere near you because it was the little was... bits and bobs you know yeah. a mm. lot of a lot of them added up the acoustic shows i went to what? you know the what the digital shows. What, like, like um, HMV, HMV and stuff? HMV Nottingham Mate. and Tower Records in Birmingham. Mate. And yeah, like, this episode's uh, going to end up just Lucas incredibly jealous. Jealous. Oh. <laughs> I was jealous when you gave me the simple number of that many gigs <laughs> in 2001. I said, like, yeah. well, that means you've seen Origin of Symmetry a lot. I'm already jealous. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no one to blame but myself because I don't go to every... I, you know... When they did the simulation theory tour, I could have just gone to the lot, but I didn't. That's my own fault. So, yeah, and you're probably your salary didn't allow for it, right? Well, yeah, the tickets now cost <laughs> four grand a ticket. So. Thing yeah. is, yeah, usually yeah. a lot more expensive these days than they were when I went to see them. Yeah, I remember I think when those gigs in general are right. Yeah. yeah. But Muse especially. I mean, I went to see them in 2003 and I remember it cost 14 quid. No, 17 quid. I specifically remember it's 17 quid. And wow. the most recent simulation theory tour, I'm pretty sure it was like 82 quid a ticket or something. <sighs> Crikey! Is, I, I I do think that is symptomatic of of the live music scene in general because uh, the last time I went to see Radiohead, it was seventy five pounds a ticket. And, and they don't strike you as a band that would, for lack of a better word, sell out and rip everyone off. Well, but they the do. They sell across quite a lot. Right. But where? Because if you look at a Muse show and you go, okay, oh, I'll probably get eighty-two they've, quid's and they've got, worth and on, of money. And they've got there. a troop. Yeah. They've, yeah. Got to, they've got to pay their twenty-five other people that are on stage now. Yeah, yeah. Radiohead is six people and some lights. <laughs> <laughs> so why is that seven? Sometimes it's seven actually. Oh, that's really true. Yeah. good lights, Adam. They, yeah. I tell you what, actually. I know we're not talking about Radiohead. Their lighting is particularly good. It's incredible, <laughs> and it always has been since I first saw Radiohead. Their lighting really? has been bloody brilliant. Yeah, it's one of my. They're one of my favourite lighting bands. That sounds ridiculous. But they really are. <laughs> I've never seen them in a. We'll have to ask you for your top five band uh, lighting lights yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam, I remember you telling me a story. You got you saw Royal Blood in the Concord too, and they'd just been playing like huge shows. Is this right? And they it was the... like a fan show, yeah. Yeah, but they had the lighting rig to light up festivals and stadiums in a yes. tiny room in Brighton. That's so good. <laughs> it was horrible. So, <laughs> yes. Every now and again, they'd play Wait. a chord and you'd be you'd be burned alive by the lighting. Yeah. Rig. Wait, unless, unless I've just been spoiled by going to Muse gigs over the years, but I saw Royal Blood at one of their bigger gigs at Alexandra Palace and the stage show had fuck all. Had yeah, but, but like the lights that like go out into the crowd for when there's like a big 
fit, right? They have to, uh, Alexandra Palace, they have to light up 10,000 people. Yeah. And you can fit about 500 in the Concord (laughs) too. And they were still using them. And it was like looking into the sun. (laughs) (laughs) It was horrible. Um, Um, The thing is, though, I suppose, is that Muse do these huge shows now. But in 2001, those shows were much much more stripped back like what were the gigs like back in 2001 in 2001 um quite intense and you know they sort of developed themselves a little bit by then into well starting out you know becoming rock gods (laughs) um so you know it was getting there they they had a little hidden guy behind the pillar to add to the sound to do who he is (laughs) But we were like, oh, it's a hidden man behind the pillar. Hidden man. Hidden man <laughs> um, got brought on stage later. He now exists on the stage. Okay. I didn't really... Oh, he was he was with them as early as well, this. Well, no, this is, I didn't know of this. So maybe this is more of a secret hidden man that there was at the earlier gigs. Yeah, now no, 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 there was a hidden man with a guitar behind one of the keyboard stacks in... Because um, I saw him when I saw them in Doncaster at the Dome. I was like, heel. Because <laughs> certainly post, like, Black Holes, so 2006 onwards, they got Morgan on the organ. Yeah. And he's been there ever since. And he's either cast in shadow or in a little hole. <laughs> keep himself hidden. I wish they'd goblin that pit. Actually, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <No>. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I want to know. All right. Well, I, yeah, okay. We'll get Maybe to, say it off we'll get, to, we'll get to Morgan in the little hole when we do the drones DVD. But yeah, he uh, I can't wait. For at one Morgan point, they the literally hole. bury him. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> But I'm assuming there was no fireworks or giant robots or troops of dancers or anything like that. No, no. I mean, there was ticker tape. Um, I think actually it was the ticker tape more. It was sort of the arse. They stopped the ticker tape in 2001, I think. And there was ticker tape. I don't think I got any balloons. I remember wanting balloons because they'd done them at a few bigger shows, but I hadn't had any. I didn't think I got any balloons. You know, the first things they did with the big balloons full of the ticket tape. Yeah. The, the Huller balloons. Yes, those. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have it in the budget yet, obviously, to pay for them for everything. Oh, no. Or no, no, the venue sizes, particularly. The, <laughs> it just would have sort of bounced off the walls. Yeah, one balloon in the whole yeah. venue. It would or, just get, or just get some regular balloons. Like, <laughs> oh, what? You mean go, scale the balloons down for the venue? I mean, yeah. Just go to Just <laughs> for Fun balloons. and buy some balloons. Dropping from the ceiling. <laughs> Because I remember, guys, because... uh, did you remember Steve? Uh, the uh, before you were in the band with me, that we did that at a garden show that we had a balloon drop, yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> when you say garden show, you mean a friend's garden? No, no it was Adam's my garden. own, I think it was my sister's, it was birthday. sister's birthday, so audience of 30, yeah, but except it rained, so they all went inside, so actually, yeah. it was about five people, yeah, but we had um... just seen the Muse live at Wembley uh dvd and wanted to kind of recreate that basically so we had balloon drops we had professional grade lights that my dad had hired my, uh, we meanwhile built... you're all hiding under a gazebo and you all fit under yeah. the gazebo as well yeah, 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 yeah and we built a little uh there was like a plinth in my garden that rose out of the uh uh grass just on its own and we built a wooden walkway to it yes you did so that you could like go out there with your guitar and do a solo on the plinth in the middle in... of what we thought was going to be the crowd. Yeah, the packed crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it wasn't raining, that's not a crowd. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but you had a balloon. Anyway, drop. how did that go down? I don't remember that. Um, because it, it was raining. Um, 
the the ceiling of the gazebo had sunk, <laughs> which yeah. means when my dad pulled the bit of string <laughs> to uh, move the wooden slat connected to the duvet cover back, sure. <laughs> the balloons didn't actually come out. So he had to come on stage and hit them out of the ceiling of the gazebo and yeah. onto us. Similar things to like music this stadium. Very, yeah, this is very similar. Spinal tap. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Wow. Uh, Paul Remini will be talking about. To yeah, I'm so sorry. About his, um, about his stupid a, bands. <laughs> it's just occurred to me: you're all wearing headphones, and why am I not wearing headphones? So I'm going to go and get my headphones, so my other oh, half doesn't have to okay. listen to everything. Okay. Cool. Okay. Hello, Emily's other half. <laughs> He's trying to sleep, I think. But... Oh, hold oh. on, Hello, Emily's other half. <laughs> He's seen you a fair amount of times as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Are you awake, Kev? He's not awake, so I can't ask him how many times he's seen them. I'll put a Muse t-shirt on as well. I saw. You are. How many times have you seen Muse? Oh, we've seen them 11 times. Only 11. Oh, what a slacker. Only 11. (laughs) Go back to sleep, Kev. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's do this. Is this work? Uh, yeah, that works no. for us if it works for you. Oh, hang on. Having said that, you just oh. froze. Oh, hang on. Let it. It's working up. now. Perfect. I'm just going to have to let Zoom catch up. It had a little funny five minutes. There you go. Oh, That's all right. Okay. Cool. You're back. You're yeah. back. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Right. Um, so I remember Lucas saying that around... So we're almost where we are in the, the timeline of the podcast, but we've just finished origin of symmetry so we're almost at that point where you were seeing these shows and lucas has been saying how sort of raucous and, and raw these shows were were they were they like that in that that 2001 time was it was it particularly mental or was it just kind they of were a, a... batshit great really? batshit yeah Some, what, like i mean smashing the sets all that kind of stuff <laughs> one gig matt dove head first into the fucking drum kit and emerged <laughs> bleeding oh <my> <laughs> cool <laughs> Now he hires somebody to do it for him, <laughs> dressed as Matt Bellamy. Well, no, now they've got now they have a stage, a prop drum kit that like it bursts yeah. easily, like it'll be made of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. paper, so it can. Yeah. It's like it's you know, it's like um, it's like sugar glass in a movie that you smash over someone's oh, okay, head. Okay, yeah, and he'll gently sit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a different type of uh, show, Adam. Oh yeah, but um. Yeah, no, poor, poor old Dom. His face was like, whoa, I don't think anyone quite expected Matt to be doing that. Yeah. Oh, I did good. ask him about it afterwards and he seemed quite dazed. <laughs> so that was going to be my next question is that is that obviously the Manics, you've, you've met them a lot of times because they come out at the end of the shows. I was going to ask, is that something that Muse did? Have you interacted with the guys from Muse? Yes. They, they, um, they never did it. It, they varied sometimes they were just like we just need to be going uh sometimes they got pissed in their tour bus and just hung around in the tour bus and just yelled out the window at you and sometimes they'd come and they'd sign things so were there uh, any uh were there any orgies <laughs> <laughs> we've heard loads we've <laughs> learned a lot about <laughs> yeah there's been a yeah. lot of there's a lot of stories around that time that orgy is just the default <laughs> none of the orgies involved me <laughs> yeah, I know that is that is an important uh, clarification. Uh, yes, at this stage. Uh, but um, the answer would be yes, definitely. Which reading between the lines means you know people involved in the audience <laughs> yes. who will okay. remain anonymous at this yes. point. Yes, Alex Ollis. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's crazy. <laughs> that's, 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 um, that's an inside joke, Emily, that no one oh, but the three of us would enjoy. Oh, I see. <laughs> All okay. of our listeners just have to put up with it. Because oh, that's what I we see. do anyway. Okay. We do inside jokes and then hope that other people find it funny. It's, yeah, they don't. What we've done for like a year now. It's so weird because I have always seen Muse as these like nice, polite little boys. Yeah. Um, Dominic's a dirty boy. Oh, oh. Yeah, that, oh. That, that tracks. That absolutely tracks. Oh, oh. I mean, do we oh. want to expand on that? I mean, maybe oh. we don't. If maybe one of them's going to be an absolute hound, it's definitely Dom. It's Dom. It's Dom. Uh, I think the only one who was vaguely well behaved was Chris. Yeah, which yeah, that makes Adam. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know. He's my hero. He had the kids. <laughs> he had, you know, he had the kids and the wife back yeah. home. He was, the good, yeah. he was the good father and now good, good. father of a football team. <laughs> I see. No, I I never heard anything about Chris. Um, okay. Most well, of the Chris... stories were Matt or Dom, but mostly Tom. Right. Well, if Chris is listening and he, you know, feels like he missed out and he wants to get in touch, <laughs> I'm totally down. Yeah. That's that's fine. He yeah. can do whatever he wants to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so lovely though. He's such a sweet, sweet, lovely man. He'd be gentle with Adam. It'd be fine. Chris is—he's yeah. gi- honestly—he's like giant, gentle. He's so sweet. Oh, Chris is just I've, too nice. I've never—either I've, well, I got into them too late, or I'm not dedicated enough because I've never met them. But I've also never tried. Okay. I've never right. like been one to hang around after a gig. I'm the one who's like, right, we've got to get on the tube before it gets too busy. <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing. It's hard at a stadium, though, isn't it? Where do you go to wait? You well, know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder at a stadium. Or you pay for the 300 quid ticket, which includes a meet and greet before, which oh. doesn't feel quite the same, does it? It's not the same. I almost did it for the Shepherd's Bush gig purely because it was the only tickets that were left and I wasn't going to not go. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll buy those tickets then, I guess. Whatever. I'll buy that, that. And then some other tickets like suddenly became available for the regular. Would, would you would you want to meet yeah. them knowing that they're being paid to meet you? No. Well, I mean, I still I wouldn't I wouldn't not right. Yeah. Like, if I yeah. pay, I'm gonna I'm gonna. But the main my main motivation for when I was about to click buy on those tickets was I had to go to the gig. That's true. You also don't strike me as someone who's like, oh, I'd love to meet them. No, probably no. not. Because. Do you think you'd show them your spreadsheet? I'd, I'd, that's what I'd do. I'd, and I'd also, I'd roll up my sleeve. And when I went to like shake their hand, I'd be like, oh, guys, oh. Um, just oh, so shake my hand. Oh, look, look at that. Oh, and then you'd be that? like, what, what's, what that? What's that? What's oh, that? Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah. what a fucking Yeah, and they'd be like, oh my God, you're, you're the first person to ever get a Muse tattoo. No, and, and then what? No, and then, best friends, no, and then Dom would go, no, guess what? Guess what? He'd whip, pull down his sleeve. He'd have a what is music tattoo. shut up shut up Uh, no I don't Um, know if I would want to meet them now I almost feel like when Emily met them was probably a good time to meet them which is like when they're kind of normal humans yeah it sounds a bit mental humans but like you know kind of they're not like rock stars whereas now now they're just like yeah you know it'd be like meeting I don't know Taylor Matt Bellamy. May, it, it'd be like meeting Dom Matt Howard. Bellamy. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> Just almost sure. too famous to even bother. I don't know. Emily. Uh, one sec. My mother's like, can I read you? No, oh, I told you. Sorry. <laughs> Emily. Hi. What, um, <laughs> what is it that you liked about Muse? Um, do you want me to start at the beginning? or? Just... Yeah, let's do it. How'd you get yes, into Please. Okay, um, 
for some reason I was in Manchester and I can't remember why. My my best friend lived there at the time. There's probably some gig or other. Um, and it was 1999. And um, one of his mates had said, oh, your friend Emily likes Radiohead, doesn't she? And uh, Barry was like, um, that's my the aforementioned best friend. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, yes, yes. Uh, so he's like, well, this is a band called News. And the guy sings a bit like Tom. And John Leckie's producing the album. I was like, ooh, tell me more. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I went to, I think it was Vinyl Exchange in Manchester. And I was like, oh, have you got this? Have you got anything about Mute? And he's like, oh, the single's not out yet, but here's a promo. So I got a promo of Uno. Uh, put it on uh, very early days very cool yeah <laughs> and got put it in um, one of the computers in the in the Manchester University clusters and I was like holy shit wow what the fuck is this so I was incredibly happy uh so it was that really um and then um it, the first gig was we were going to Glastonbury 99 anyway to see the Mannix so uh Muse played the new band tent so I went along and um uh the songs were fantastic the live show didn't blow me away because it really wasn't anything at all then it was a tiny frightened mouse with a guitar (laughs) 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 um but you know I I got into them quite quickly after that I got showbiz um well, I think Cave was released next. And then we went to see them again in Manchester um, at the Roadhouse. Uh, and then they played in Nottingham. They support Skunk and Nancy. It was like 2019, I'm not very good with me dates with Muse. Um, <laughs> well, it all happened around the same time, is this that, that's the thing? It's like, yeah, yeah. Which month yeah. of that year was it? Which which bit? <laughs> oh oh that oh maybe this was maybe I got into them in May then I saw them in June and then we saw them again in August. So you hit the ground running with yeah, that. Showbiz sort of... comes yeah. out like what September yeah. right October is that October was that September oh September October was it was that late Crikey. I mean I got Showbiz early I don't know how early but I was in London for some reason a gig I'd imagine and uh, <laughs> I had the Origin of Symmetry promo because not Origin of Symmetry promo Showbiz promo. Um, because there was an American version that came out before because mm, they were a, a French maverick. version as well. I was there. Yeah. I, I it, got released, was... it got released in the UK last for some reason. Oh, okay. Um, it was like France, then the US, then the UK. Oh, okay. No, it's, it was a US promo because they were a maverick or something. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, my timeline's crap with this. But uh, yeah, how we went you, to see them. How oh, do you feel just... about showbiz now? Oh, I still like it. You know, it's still a, a nice album. Um, there's some songs on it that haven't aged that well, but it's still very important to me. You know, mm, I listened yeah. to it the other day and it's still really good. And there's still, when we come to my top 10, I still have one or two in the top 10. Top 10 oh, isn't finalised yeah. yet. Um, you know, because it was, they were playing all those songs when I first went to see them. Um, so... And so you then, have like the emotional connection to those songs. Yes, as, yeah. as well as some of them being fucking stonking anyway. I mean, come Bangers. on, Russell Museum. Oh, come on. That's an incredible <laughs> song. It doesn't matter what year it is. And then I'm guessing Origin is is just, it's, that's the, the fandom continuing. That's Bloody just... hell, Origin. What the hell? God, what was that? Bloody we've hell. Just, we've just done Origin and I think Steve was quite surprised because Steve didn't it's, really know it at all. And It's yeah. one of the few perfect albums I, for me. 
you know, I can't yeah. even say that about many Malik's albums. Adam would yeah. disagree. Yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> love Origin. I love it. Yeah, I gave it 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's a 10 out of 10. I gave it yeah, 9.5 because I like, don't because give 10s. Point but... 0.5s are, are a cop out there. So. You don't, don't <laughs> believe in the in the existence of perfection. Is that what it is? It's, no, it's bloody close though, Origin. It's one of my consistent favourite albums. Mm. And then, and then you basically drop off, or well, you say you saw them in two thousand and three. Yes, so I'm guessing you're sort of still listening to them around this time. But I'm guessing you've you've moved on to another special interest at this point because you've only you only see them once in two thousand and three, not <laughs> not seventeen <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was around this time. Um, I mean, I've mentioned in the last thing in the Malik's podcast. Um, I ended up getting a special interest with alcohol. So um, a very I, special interest. A very special interest. Uh, yeah. So my muse period coincided with my alcohol problems going yeah. ballistic. So um, basically, I went from a bit of a pisshead in '99, and by 2001, it was fucking. Ugh, I was a complete mess didn't know it at the time obviously um and in 2002 I started um a new job and it was a career job and you know so I was like well I, I haven't got time for music now and uh, I have to just be a chef and drink all the time so um I just I ditched music um you know this was the manic soft period the only thing I kept up was Radiohead right. and I went to see Muse um because, well, A, it was in Nottingham and I wasn't going to not go. And B, oh, I've forgotten which way round it was, but they played either Friday or Saturday and Radiohead played either Saturday or Friday. It was Radiohead oh. and Muse next to each other in Nottingham Arena. And I thought, all oh, my Christmases had come. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I bet both of those bands hated that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know, because the comparisons were still there at that point, yeah. you know. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that the reason you essentially got into Muse was someone saying, hey, you like Radiohead, <laughs> listen to Muse. Yes. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I, I can I can imagine when you said that, there was a handful of the the more, uh, the Muse fans that won't accept that, look, they did sound like Radiohead when they first started. They're, they're 2003 like is also when radiohead kind of make a return to guitar music as well yes so um so there's 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 that uh, uh sort of floating around in the ether also but you know until well till 2014 when james dean bradfield walked on that stage i was just not as into music and um it was the sort of it was like i said i had a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol and work mm. and the it i was in that sort of Radiohead Pokemon, Radiohead Pokemon, Radiohead Pokemon. <laughs> that's like that's like describing my life at the moment. That's pretty much a full decade where you just basically drop off of music. Yeah, not. I mean, like I said, I saw Radiohead thirty-nine times. Three. Just something. You know. <laughs> I saw Radiohead like six or seven times in that period. The Manics okay. tw once, twice. Um, yeah, so I did drop off a lot um <laughs> uh, the the ex didn't help either so you know he didn't like the maliks and the muse so i only ever went to see radiohead oh, with him because he liked radiohead what wrong opinions yeah i, know, right? <laughs> I like how i say that now like i'm some super ma uh, manic yeah fan. Like, yeah i'll defend manics yeah my boys <laughs> yeah. i've known them for a full year and a bit yeah 
<laughs> we spent a lot of time thinking and talking about them last year. Well, that's though. the thing. I can't, you know, regardless of any opinions that I had on any parts of Manic's career, I, if, if, if anything, I am deeply invested now yeah. because of the, all the time we spent talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope we um, can see him this year. That would be nice. Oh, I oh. forgot to say when I said about the Uno thing. Um, here it is. Emily's merch oh, cool. corner. Oh, shit. That's, that's my first ever thing that I got. Ooh. That is signed by the band as well. Yeah, the old signatures. <laughs> All right. That's oh. like the only thing I've got left, really. Everything else was destroyed and have various drinking and cellars. If I had all the music, you, you just lost them in cellars. You just went into cellars. And- <laughs> I, I, I had, well, basically, when I was with my ex, everything went in the cellar. The cellar had a mold. Oh, you literally mean a cellar. I literally mean a cellar. It I think it meant cellar as in S E L L E R S, like as an stick eBay. It, sticking it on oh, eBay. Oh, no, some of it did go on eBay. You know, I made, <laughs> I did, I, you know, I made a few hundred quid in 2006 off Muse, but Excellent. I lost a lot of cool stuff as well, yeah. unfortunately. Well, maybe I bought some of it. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yes. No, it might be. You might have loads of Emily's old merch <laughs> in your collection. <laughs> uh, do you think there's something about Muse that sort of naturally lends itself to this sort of strong fandom notion, or do you think that is not solely, but but largely down to sort of the obsessive nature, special interest of sort of being on the autistic spectrum? Um. I think there's something, you know, for non-autistics there that stirs the obsession. You, you know, um, the, the way I came from it was, um, it was sort of, it coincided, it, the Muse obsession was also a very short mat obsession as well. That, was, this was my next question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a mat JDB sort of sim- not, sim- similar? Not lot? that level. You know, my JBB thing is, you know. J- JDB's uh, the husband. Matt's maybe like the bit on the side at one point. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You know, that, you know, I was, I mean, when I researched this in my head, and that sounds ridiculous, but I made a lot of notes and I played for all the albums and I triggered lots of memories to myself. Hmm. And, I, you know, I couldn't, I was looking back and I was like, you were very obsessed with Matt Bellamy. I really was <laughs> for a long time. I don't. I, I yeah. I really what? was. So how how much of seeing them live that many times in a short period of time is the I love the music obsession, and how much of it is the I love Matt Bellamy obsession? You know what? It was mostly the music for this one. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, it was great seeing Matt, but it wasn't. Oh God. There wasn't that thing with James on stage. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We should point out. We should point out for listeners, listeners unfamiliar that Emily, you run a Twitter account that basically posts daily pictures of James Dean Bradfield, <laughs> and, and the- you must have so many because I've never seen one repeated, and I've, I've been got, following it for a number oh, of years. <laughs> 30, 40,000. <laughs> and we should maybe go another step back from that, which is listeners who don't know James Dean Bradfield is the lead singer <laughs> oh, yeah. of the Manic Street Preachers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we should do yeah. that. Yeah, who, uh, yeah. Who I think who I think everyone on this podcast uh, stands. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's uh, a, a, a very talented musician and a beautiful man. Gosh, he's beautiful, beautiful, very beautiful. Yeah, the threatening aura. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, actually, I I would have had my money down as you being obsessed with Chris. Yeah, because... I loved. I Chris was more like the because look at of... his face. 
he's lovely <laughs> i mean he's so sweet but i i was really in i had this you know if the Malik's thing wasn't so much about james the first time around james right i was into tom york style you know it was skinny skinny little men and matt mm. bellamy ticked all those boxes he was yeah. tiny and he was cute <laughs> you could crush him <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I certainly could nowadays, anyway. But, um, <laughs> but it, it, he was he was tiny, vulnerable. He was fucking batshit. You know, he yeah. was insane. And there was a lot about there was a lot appealing about him. And he's this the voice. My God, I adore yeah. that voice. Yeah, I mean, that little man mm. with that big voice. It's is... beautiful. That voice. Little man, big oh. voice. Little man, big voice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's that, that goes for James Dean Bradfield as well, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely something about Muse, and it's definitely, you know, I, I'd, I, I think we could, I think this is probably something else that we're sort of on a quest to find on this podcast, maybe, as well as what is music, which is the important question. Mm. But also, just there's these certain bands that seem to naturally just get very obsessive, very dedicated hardcore fans. Yeah, there is, mm. there's a lot of bands, not to say they're not popular or not very loved and can sell out gigs of whatever size they want to sell out. But like, I don't know of the Coldplay fan community being quite as intense <laughs> as sort of Muse yeah. and Manic. No, you're right. And, Ra- yeah. and Radiohead, mm. although Radiohead's for a kind of a, in kind of a different way. But Oh, Radiohead fandom's very intense. It's very, it's Radiohead much, fandom yeah. is insane. It's, bit... in, it's batshit. I keep yeah, saying yeah. batshit. It's really... <laughs> It's something else. Whereas you've got that that sort of Muse and Manix and I can you know I guess there's some other examples that are escaping me that Adam will come up with, where it's just that real just dedication and sort of and and people who just yeah you know, who follow them and go to every gig and go to and when they're not playing a gig they're checking the set list of every gig they've ever they play every night in case there's something interesting happened, just because mm. it's you know they're just into like the story and the lore of the band. And there's that kind of hardcore community that there's something about certain bands that I can't work out what it is that that encourages that sort of thing. And I count myself as one of them for Muse. Yeah. It's, what is it, though? I think they're different. Uh, that's a good question. Because for me, it's not I love Matt. Right. It's, well, yeah. you do love Matt. You do love Matt, though. Yours is, maybe yours is a bit more wrapped up in nostalgia, though. Like, and kind of, uh, it was your first, apart from Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, they were my first love. band. Blink One Eight Two. My no, if you want to go back further, my first love was Spice Girls. So, I like, mean, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Why did you? I didn't know that. What do you mean? When I first, like, when I the, when I first ever like listened to music by choice, like, not it was on in my dad's car. Like my first CDs or cassettes, I guess I would have owned were like Spice Girls singles. That's not bad. I like a lot of Spice Girls songs. It's a great pop. It's a great pop. Is that surprising? I am of an age where when I was like, I don't know, eight, the Spice Girls were about. Yeah, it's not surprising. I just, we just didn't know. Not surprising that you're obsessed just, yeah. with the Spice Girls. I mean, you see the in the background Girl. on your wall, three Spice Girls albums. Yeah, three Spice Girls albums there. <laughs> Origin of Spice. Good. Ab, ab spice solution. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, black holes and revelations and black spice. Black holes and revelations. Yeah, that's good. good. Done. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Let's move on. <laughs> so I don't know. You, you guys would have to tell me, Emily and Lucas. Like, what what is it that 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 has that sort of obsessive quality about about Muse? God. Um. I mean, for me, it wasn't 
the voice, the the uh, the bigness of the sound, the all-encompassing sort of wave of the sound, um, the live shows, the full-on live shows that they gave their bloody all to that just swept over you and took yeah, the entire audience. That's off. it for me. It's the, the live is the big thing. I mean, I barely go to gigs anymore, but I'll still go to every Muse gig I can manage. Mm. Even though I don't really like, if you took a sample of what gigs I've been to in the last 10 years, it's like probably like 11 Muse gigs and two other gigs. All right. Not including like, little small gigs you know little local like you know go to somewhere near here i mean like a, you know a big bought a ticket for it type gig <laughs> it's just muse at this point i think also I for we... me it's a part of it i mean we talked about the spread the spreadsheet <laughs> but for me it's also just about collecting them i collect yes. well that that muse. tells me that you have an obsessive nature anyway yeah if i'm not collecting physical stuff i'm collecting how many of their songs can i see live <laughs> oh, I just yeah. thought with Radiohead. I love doing stuff I've like got that. Which, 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 you know, I now go to the gigs and and they could play a shit version of like, I don't know, Ashamed, like a B side. They could really bot it, and I'd be like, that was the best <laughs> bit of the gig. That was the best <laughs> bit because it's I haven't seen it yet, and I've ticked it off the list. I like tell that. you what, Radiohead are a good band to do that with. Oh God, they will, yeah, they will drag out bizarre b-sides that are 20 years old on like this yeah. I, I don't know if they've still got their run of never doing the same set list twice but that was a thing up until at least 2011 yeah, yeah they, they still John... haven't done yeah okay done cool yeah what, cool ever there's ever. there's no. only so many combinations no there, no, no really no. Radiohead. They, they, they rehearse about 70 songs for each tour oh, and then just swap them in and out for every gig so I mean, uh, are they actively tracking that, and have, or have they? Yes. Johnny, Johnny, played the same Johnny Greenwood's twice? done it. No, no. People, yeah. oh, look, the thing is with Radiohead fans is, you have a spreadsheet. They have twenty. <laughs> <laughs> they would. They if the band do it, you will know about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've got the graphs. Yeah, they, exactly. they, they have the graphs. They've got everything. Radiohead fans are very obsessive ones are very technical as well. You know. Yeah. One of the things that shocked me about Manic's fandom was that uh, nobody knew properly how to use computers and uh, digitise <laughs> things. Whereas in Radiohead, you, everything is segmented and it's organised. Well, yeah, Manic's, yeah, Manic's yeah. fandom seems largely around like everything surrounding the music, as well as the music, obviously, and the live gigs and everything. But there's like all of the... The, the literature all of the additional reading all of the, <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. whereas the muse fandom seems to be about it's largely about the gigs it's about the yep. tours and the okay. gigs. what are the set lists and oh they're not fucking mixing up the set list enough this tour and oh they did this one they played the void for the first time oh shit that's big news and then radiohead Radio, seems to be yeah. about analyzing every single fucking second of it what, yeah, but they're also what, what about what kind you just of said. chaos pad did they use on this track <laughs> <laughs> no radiohead is about that but it is also about what lucas just said there's a lot of that a lot of it you know like oh this song oh they've only played that 57 times which yeah. time they, <laughs> the you, first you know. time they played it since 2008 in which they played it at the wembley arena That's literally <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like muse fans and radiohead fans have got more more in a you know, common more in common than... than Radiohead fans would like, maybe. 
No, well, <laughs> oh, Radiohead fans are funny with music. It's a funny relationship, and you'll I... find a lot of Radiohead fans don't want to offend you. Secretly, do like I also it. can't imagine Radiohead fans like <laughs> being like, "Here's my painting of Tom York." Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Loads. Still that? So okay. many. Yeah. Okay. Oh god. I imagine yeah. it. I, I I imagine it to be less artistic and a bit more analytical oh, than that. A bit more autistic. <laughs> a bit less artistic. Is, a bit more autistic. It is very autistic, Radiohead <laughs> fandom. <laughs> I have to say, Lucas. One day we will talk at length about Radiohead, and you will see the levels oh. of insanity Adam, we i'm did, a bit we, scared Adam, we did we, we did, did we talked we did the showbiz episode and we spent half of it oh yes it. yes i remember <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh i i've always had this feeling that it's mostly about how weird the band is oh, muse. And, well muse and manix and radiohead and intense fandoms in general and oh, the outsider thing as well. Yes, there yeah. is sometimes an aspect of like, well, I get this band where lots of other people don't. But it's funny and... when that's around some of the biggest bands in the world. Like, but that's the thing is, not Manics aren't like Radiohead or Muse. Well, but Radiohead are weird. Radiohead are not a mainstream band, really, are they? Mm. Uh, Manix aren't a mainstream band, and I think the Muse fan base has become diluted over the years yeah i mean i don't i i i hate to ever sound like a get off my lawn kids type mm. muse fan because everyone, <laughs> but also get off my lawn but also kids. get off my lawn kids. <laughs> yeah but no there, there is definitely a uh uh i would say a divide of like the sort of older maybe muse fans who are more into the set lists and the tracks and the spreadsheets and whatnot and then maybe the sort of younger got into them a bit later when they got more mainstream success, yeah. which is more. also like fine. when they broke America. And that's a that's a bit of a different type of fandom, I almost think, which is look at this portrait I did of Matt and Matt and Dom kissing. Right. <laughs> you get that in Radiohead, trust me. There's Ooh. something called cheesecake. What, we'll cover the, that in a year's what's time. The exact, what's the exact Ooh. website address? Oh, no. cheesecake. Not for me. Mate, like... <laughs> no, just, just if someone was to find a picture of you know Tom York and Johnny Green were kissing, where would where exactly would they find that? God. Go on our ease web and Google my hard drive. I mean the, I mean the, I think I think the answer, Steve, is Tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> Usually <probably>. yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> Nowadays, yes. It used to be yeah. more deviant art back then, but you know. Oh yeah. Clues in the title. Do do you think that now you're going to go back and listen to the most recent Muse albums that you're going to get back on the train? Um, not the way I did, no. Um, they're, they're just, I know this sounds ridiculous, but they're too big for me to go back into now. I'm, yeah. You know, I would like to see them live again. I regret, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I wanted to see them, but I just didn't because of the cost, because I was really poor. Um, I do, next time they play in London, want to actually go and see them. Um, and yes, I will catch up on the albums. Um, but we're not going to see a second Twitter account that posts Matt Bellamy pictures every day anytime soon. No, it's too much. And you know what? Part of it is as well. I've lost too much. Um, mm. I, you know, I've with the manic some of my original stuff, obsession, memory survived. With Muse, it's a lot of drunkenness, a lot of patchy memories, a lot of destroyed items lost items you know there's a lot of loss connected with muse fandom for me so potentially a place you don't massively want to revisit on a regular basis not no not on a not obsessively and 
I just, I seem to need my um, singer men to be a certain way as well, don't I? So, um, <laughs> don't, don't really like Matt now. So, yeah, he's, he's gone well, a bit Hollywood now. He's, but you know, he's yeah. he doesn't have that same. He's not weird. He's not, not weird, weird anymore. anymore. That's, yeah, yeah. Really? It's the, weird, well, it's the weirdness. He doesn't say, still talk about parallel universes. Well, he does, but I think it's probably, a bit, it's probably a bit more of a performance now. Oh. But also, oh. I do, also, but also think about it. I don't think in interviews he does waffle on about like us coming from spiders on an asteroid anymore. I think <laughs> he'll talk about like the album. Oh, really? That, they have oh. to, that they're promoting. I don't think it's quite as on the note, even though That's obviously the shame. music still has that. But I don't think he'll be as... Uh, as outspoken on, you know, in an interview, you won't say, so uh, what's, you know, Newborn, that's a great single. Uh, what's your idea behind that? And he goes, spiders! <laughs> and starts yeah. going off on one. We discussed in one of the earlier episodes how, like, conspiracy theories probably back then were a bit fun and a bit silly. Now yes. they're a bit dangerous and a bit right-wing. Yeah. So maybe oh, he just yeah. wants to stay away from that. That's very true, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, well, if it, nowadays, if his, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. transfer over well, would it? Doesn't it doesn't transfer over well, yeah. And I'm curious yeah. to know if he takes a step back from that a little bit or not. Yeah, I reckon he's going to double down. Yeah, full you, you, full you, Q and non album. You think yeah, he's going to go full just... stop the count, don't you? The next album, yeah. oh, fully anti-vax. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know. You know, it's essentially like the only the only obsession I I have and have had for like a continued amount of time. Like everyone's got a little like they get super into like a series for a bit, and they mm. like read up about it and all this sort of stuff but then they kind of it's finished now they get you know they sort of stop and get over it but muse is one that's like stuck around for for years and i'm curious to know what would happen if muse did something i outwardly hated though you mean if Muse got cancelled and you had a muse tattoo well yeah exactly something like that or just or just even if something not that atrocious but just they just had like three back-to-back stinkers (laughs) <laughs> they, they they did a postcard from a young man or something like, like they have, yes. like, 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 like they, you know they, they have albums that are less good than others yes they do if they did if they did like two or three in a row so you know two in a row is like six years of that's well, nice like four or five years of muse where i'm just yeah. like off because it's that shit i'd be mm. curious to know if i would drop off or if i'm now i'm in too deep you may like, have like, well you may i mean I, i've sort of got experience with this with radiohead uh the king of limbs oh my god I ah, uh, you know what? I've never hated Radiohead songs. I hated that album. I hated really? it. Oh, oh God, there's like two songs I could stand on it. And you know, I've still got back into them afterwards because the Moonshaped Pool was lovely. Um, but I still loved Radiohead during that off period uh, because I've still got the backlog of the nostalgia and all the feelings attached to them. So I suppose it might be somewhat like that. If Muse yeah. dropped an absolute stinker I mean, for I you, I'd still go and see them live. I don't think I'd skip the tour. No, they'd still yeah. be amazing live. I'm sure. I'd still go, and I just. I mean, like... the the other albums still exist. It's like you know, if if a sequel to a movie comes out and it's absolutely terrible, which happens often, the, you know, the original is still there. Yeah, and that's yeah, why but I hate... it does ruin it a little. No, bit, that's why I hate it? people who go when people the, the joke of oh, like these it doesn't exist. What you talking Matrix two and three? That doesn't exist. Yes, it does. 
and it doesn't ruin the Matrix. And in fact, me and Adam would agree it improves the Matrix. I would agree. I like yes. the two and three. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Great films. But, but, the, the, but then you think about Star Wars, and now every time you see the Emperor in the original trilogy, you are reminded well, of the and, fact and that actually, that is Ray's grandfather. And it and, does ruin it a little bit. And actually, we've talked about this. I don't know if on the podcast, but I have, I have been quite vocal in conversations of saying like I am over Star Wars now. Yeah, and like, it, and I, it, yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm I I've only just been watching The Mandalorian because I was like, I guess I should watch this. Apparently, it's good <laughs> because when it was first first out, I was like, oh shit, we need to start watching The Mandalorian. And I was like, do I? I don't, <laughs> I don't care because I'm just I've got I'm so I guess that kind of has happened with Star Wars, where it used to be special and now it's just mm. a thing that exists. I'll... I think if there was a truly bad Muse album, you would possibly spend a good amount of time saying no it's good it's quite yeah. good i'm pretty Justifying sure it's good to guys. yourself why yeah i mean like, really i've done that with like albums it. all the there's, time yeah. there's there's later ones that i've i you know there's there's i've talked about this before there's there's some songs that i think objectively are probably not as as good but i like them anyway because they're muse yeah there's plenty that i i there is ones i just go nah straight up stinker fine but they're in the minority yeah, but yeah, I'd be curious if they just did like two back-to-back dog shit albums, or or like you say, or if they did something actually truly cancelable. <laughs> well, I think then it would like, if it was the former rather than the latter, it would come down to like individual songs, wouldn't it? Like, well, I don't like that album. Like me with Showbiz, I don't like that album, but I do like Falling Down and the song Showbiz. So yeah. it'd come down to individual tracks about which you prefer and which you don't, which actually leads us on. Don't know if you've seen what I've done there. Uh, but em- Emily, we tasked you with the impossible task of a top 10 because we-, we collected these from all guests last season, top 10 Manix tracks. So you will be our first top 10 Muse tracks. Yeah. How was it? How was it putting it together? I thought it'd be easy and it really wasn't. And you know what? I'm... It's still fluid. Okay. I'm, predicting it, I'm predicting it to be very early in their career heavy. Although it's going to be. <laughs> although I think you just said there's only two from Showbiz. So now I'm. Let me have a look. Ears have perked up. The rest is uh, all origin. Of symmetry. Yeah. <laughs> origin. <laughs> no, no, there, there might be one or two surprises in there. It's like my manic one. one, which is mostly lifeblood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emily doesn't like lifeblood. And, and no. Yeah, yeah, Emily, my top 10 is, I think, four out of my top 10 are from lifeblood. <laughs> yeah. I true. like some songs from Life. My number one was off Lifeblood. Oh, go on then. Which one was it? I Live to Fall Asleep. I like that song. Lovely song. It's, it's pretty. a lovely song. It's, it's a lovely. lovely song. It's very pretty. Yeah. We've talked about Manic so much on this Muse episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was an inevitability, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. I've read so, down Emily... loads of anecdotes as well that we still have. Oh, <laughs> wait, you've got some story. Hang on. I got... <laughs> Is it about <laughs> Dirty Dirty Dom? Uh, not doing that, I'm afraid. Case, I'm to get sued. Case, in which case, do we need to create an edit point, Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. Edit okay. point. Do you know what? Oh, off the record, I will tell you what happened with Dirty Dom, if you want. It don't has do to be that off yet. the record, though. Don't okay. do that, Dirty Dom. It'll, it'll make Adam's edit more difficult. Do that later. But to give us give us all these anecdotes. That's fine. I'm, I don't care about editing. Just just give me Muse anecdotes, please. Um, It depends what you want to hear. Like Some of them might not be interesting. Everything. Lucas okay. wants to um, hear everything. They're not in any particular order. Um, well, first off, um, indirectly, uh, I met my partner sort of because of Muse. Um, oh. We went to, I, me and Barry, who I mention all the time, went to see them in Leicester um, mm. at the Princess Charlotte, now defunct, fortunately. Oh. And um, 
we met a guy called Jamie there and um, became friends with Jamie. And Jamie was the one who introduced me to Kev. Ah. Oh, so nice. uh, I'm still friends with Jamie now. He uh, he will deny that he's ever seen Muse and was ever a fan, probably. <laughs> but you know he had his little muse t-shirt that's how we first noticed him and um you know he he, he queued we had to queue a full hour before that gig it was always oh, intense <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a short amount i imagine you've done lots of queues <laughs> I was, yeah i was being sarcastic <laughs> you know i've been you know radio had three in the morning you know it's oh my christ. jesus christ just what you... <laughs> maybe maybe i shouldn't ask this but i'm gonna yeah. but just what do you do about going for a wee you always find somewhere. There's always a cafe there's, um, that you can yeah. build up a the, relationship with. Uh, there's... And, and the people in the queue are good with letting you come back to your slot. It depends. Radiohead have a, an ordering system that usually works. There's normally someone who orders the queue. Um, yeah. Mannix, we all know each other at the front. So, does, <laughs> yeah. so we all just lay each other. <laughs> with the Mannix, you've got like an hour slot where you can just go to the lunch as long as it's pre-agreed. And Radiohead, it's it's very as you'd imagine. But, yeah, uh, I mean, like, yeah. like I like if someone in front of me was like, I'm going to leave the queue for an hour and grab some food and go for a wee, I'd be like, yeah, cool. I'll yes, your spot's waiting for you. But I can imagine some people being like, no, they left the queue. No, yeah, the, the thing is, <laughs> to the, the back, please. I like how I sound like Zippy. Is it Zippy? <laughs> it was. Yeah, that's very. Was <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like you know, with the 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 level of, of obsession that we're talking about these three bands we've been on about is uh, there will be people who go to almost every show and there will be a certain amount of obsessives who all know each other and you can create that nice supportive queue, queue environment. Yeah, there's like That's a community. Nice. I mean, yeah. We, we yeah. knew someone in college who I won't name who like followed my... Alex Ollis. <laughs> <laughs> who followed my chemical romance literally around the world in a bus and like I imagine that oh, worked. Yeah. I imagine that like worked in the community because they literally was tour bus, little fan bus just followed it. And That's... so <laughs> I think I know who that is. Yeah. And so I imagine yeah. like, yeah, when it came to like getting into the queue, I imagine like they had a system and no one was like fucking each other over and being like, you've lost your spot because they were like, they just drove all, they all went there together, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, Manix yeah. is very similar. We all know each other, you know, Radiohead, they all know each other. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Uh, what's your next? Music, music dote. Music dote. Uh, doesn't work at all. <laughs> um, just when they played Edinburgh Corn Exchange and um, Scottish gigs are usually crazy anyway. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, oh man. And I just got talking to this group of really hot goths who, who were there. Nice. <laughs> hot goths. My we interest got, has been peaked. Then we all got pissed <laughs> together. And um because, you know, I was like 19 and they were all like 16. We we're all bit, you know. So uh, we all went, we all got to the front because we queued together and um, we decided to, you know, have a bit of a in the front row. <laughs> so we all sort of, we had a little getting off with each other circuit anyway. Because um, Matt famously loves goths. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at one point, Dom did stop and then uh, security guards threw a load of ice water over us. So <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a great. Don, Don gig. stopped. Music yeah, Don stopped so drumming boring. at one point. Stopped the gig. <laughs> no, no, he just stopped. Oh right, just okay. watching going. Oh hello, something's going on everywhere. <laughs> I think. Well, you know what? Knowing what I know. <laughs> oh god. Oh, god. oh crikey! 
Um, we're gonna get a, even though we're not even though nothing's gonna be said on the pod, we're still gonna get a cease and desist letter from from Muse's lawyer. Yeah, saying, for sure. Yeah. The notion that something might have happened at some point. <laughs> They've said worse stuff in interviews. They I have imagine. said worse stuff in interviews. Yeah. That's true. That's all right then, as long as it's covered. <laughs> um, so I um I've never seen Oasis live, and it's one of my regrets. No, and the reason right, I've never good, seen good them, decision, good decision. But the, <laughs> that was based on a decision which was Reading, two thousand, which was uh. Matt, Hel- Matt Bellamy's blue hair. Was it 2000 or 2001? You'll know this. It was 2001. 2000. Oh. I went to both years. I think they probably played both because that was the years when they were just doing everything. No, they, I, they no I did. everywhere. I did both and they only did one. Drum roll, please. Muse, uh, ready? I've got it in here. 2000. Maybe it's like, 2000. It's, it's 2000. It's 2000. Yeah, well, I didn't see Oasis. I went to see Muse. And, oh, okay. uh, Such a good choice. That is a good a, choice. It was a great gig, though. Matt had blue hair, and he paint, he was in that phase where he painted his veins on for some reason. Yeah, All right, sure. Real, that was yeah, what? that was a real weird. Thing. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so you'd think he had tattoos, but so he had like. Yeah, I was like, what the just, hell are these? He just like took a pen to tracing yeah. his veins on his ankle. Yeah, so his cool. So I'm doing it. Got a tattoo? No, he just like drew it. So I'm doing yeah. it. Like um, they did a signing at Reading Festival beforehand. Um. Uh, or was it? It was either the day before or the day after, and I've been queue for ages. And uh, they'd only they'd been signing for about half an hour, and then they all sort of buggering off. Well, what the fuck, man? We've been queuing for ages. We want your signatures. So um, they all started leaving. We stormed backstage, <laughs> like we literally yeah. knocked over the barriers to get to news. <laughs> and um, I was like, Matt, what's going on? We've been waiting. And he was like, Oh, sorry, we want to go see Lint Biscuit. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! That's a that sign of the times, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is really sometimes. I mean, I mean, looking at that, looking at that day, Limp Biscuit, Foo Fighters, Oasis. I can't imagine anything Adam would hate more. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it must have been the, the same. Probably day one of then. the few times that uh, I would choose to go and see Muse in, over anybody else. I fucking hate Limp Biscuit. I was so <laughs> offended when Matt said that. I was like, I don't love him anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of dirtied them. The Sunday of that reading, I'm just now just looking at the poster, and that Sunday is bananas weird. Really? Right. Blink 182, Raise Against sure. the Machine, yeah. Eminem, Slipknot. Yeah. So you think like this is the heavy day. This is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the uh, reaction and, and, was. Uh... And then, and then, and then it, placebo and stereophonics. <laughs> so, what yeah, what year is this? 2000. Stereophonics were heavy in 2000. But not like heavy. heavy they were, yeah, they were slit not heavy. No, no. But this is before just enough education to perform. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 were a little bit more. This Reading, is performance Reading and cocktails like theming its days of it, don't they? I remember the many times I've been to Reading. They'd often they'd like one yeah, day. Now now they do um, no women heavy. on the bill. Oh, thanks. That's the theme. Oh, that's the, the theme, theme is no women. Love yeah, you. That's, yes. That is what Reading is yes. now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Hannah just brought me a cup of tea because she's a good egg. Oh man, why is my other half asleep? I want a cup of tea. Got my little. Could do with a cup of tea. This mug. Could do with a cup of tea. Uh, mine's a Christmas bear. Ah, that is oh, better. To be fair, seasonally yeah. inappropriate. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot where I was. What I was talking about. You're at Go home, on. Emily. Hello. You're okay. <laughs> um, a safe oh, place. um, yeah. So, um, when I saw them in August 1999 at the Roadhouse, I wrote a review. I wish I still had this review, but it was on a GeoCities website. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you wrote a review on GeoCities, imagine. And uh, it was, um, 
I remember one of the things I said was, was that Matt had started moving around a little bit and that he'd started moving his face and doing facial expressions when he sang. And if you think what he's like now, you know, because he did, yeah. he used to just, I'm sure there's old videos that Lucas has seen, but he used to just go. <laughs> well, he, he definitely found his, uh, his performance. His performance. And, he and must then have been, yeah. And then became, a, and then became a, a, a rock god. And, yes, and, basically. And then, and then obviously the thing Adam's talked about, which is then they become almost they're they're bursting out of the venues that they're in that they're they're playing yeah they're playing for a gig much bigger than they certainly uh, were on the origin tour and then yeah. they become a stadium band and then they, yeah and then they it was always and then, and then adam drops off and hates them from there on oh. <laughs> we'll get to that though won't we adam we'll um, get to it we'll get to it maybe sooner than you think oh another <laughs> another we? one um, I quit my job to go on the Origin tour. I forgot about that. Oh, well, <laughs> I did yeah. actually I was quit gonna, my job. I was going to ask how it worked. Like, how do you see that many? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what I asked earlier. It's like the the admin of like like did you drive from gig to? Gig? No, I don't drive. Did you like so you did a lot of trains, trains and coaches. That's so much trains and coaches, and then like yes. overnights. <laughs> I'm guessing just like a hotel yes. in every city. Uh, not always a hotel. I um I slept rough occasionally. I I sort of oh. when I got to 1920, I sort of stopped that though. That was more when I was 15. Um, I thought you meant the year for a second. Then I was like 1920. That seems too long <laughs> yeah, ago. Not right? that quite. <laughs> I was in very early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know, staying with friends, you know, I'd sort of met friends up and down the country and, you know, depending on, I'd, I'd sort of plan where to go. Yeah. Depending on whose floor I could sleep on. But yeah, I quit, quit my job for, because uh, I'd already had loads of um, time off and um, I wanted more and they were like, no. I was like, okay, bye. Just quit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so, I'm mad. so like risk averse. I would never bear to do something like that. Like, I was, I was like, how old was I when I quit? Uh, 20? No? 19. So, you know, no one's yeah. risk averse at 19. Yeah. No, even when I was 19, I was a pussy. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like we've got, like, I've talked to friends who have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, we want to do like a big trip, like a big traveling or a big holiday. So, I'm just, I'm just going to quit my job for nine months and then go traveling and then come back. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Hey, what if you can't get one when you get home? <laughs> Am I no. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. No, I, I'm one of the, I'm one of the stops back in Nottingham in between gigs. I, I got a job, so there was a job to come back to, which was nice. Yeah. A few, and then, um, <laughs> then I had to quit that one because of Radiohead. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> because what to follow is this to follow Radiohead on a different. Day. Yeah, I've like quit a job. I've quit a job for a James gig. You know. Wait, so. wait. So if we ever do, if we ever do, so this is obviously. Di- uh, fandom and devotion part two electric boogaloo sure if, sure. We, if we ever do radiohead we're gonna have to do fandom and devotion we'll do part, part three. three electric go on boogaloo i don't know sure. yeah sure yeah great not a creative man <laughs> not a creative man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no we'll for sure have to do a part three if the time ever comes if adam ever convinces us to do radiohead well i'm already doing a lot of radiohead at the moment for an unrelated project Oh yes. So it depends how much Radiohead I want to fill my life with. And Adam's the joined loads. Adam's joined Radiohead. <laughs> it's yeah. loads. They decided they needed a third drummer, 
Um, and yeah, <laughs> obviously, I have to shave my head to fit in with the other of two. Course, yeah. And um, also, you have to learn to play the drums. Yeah, I do have to do that. But uh, they've taken me in on good faith. So <laughs> that's, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> do Red Ahead still play there, there? Because then there'd be four drummers on the stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they do. At one point, there is, uh, yeah, four drummers. Uh, there's three when they do Bloom. Sounds like a Christmas song. And uh, Bangers and Mash, Tom does. Yeah, Bangers and Mash, Tom does drums. How do we feel about bringing extra people on the stage? I mean, you, Adam, have talked about you don't, you didn't like it when Manic started having the additional guitarists. <laughs> I liked it when they had the second additional guitarist. I think the third additional guitarist <laughs> may be a bit much. I think the problem, is, and because it happens to Muse, you know, since Morgan, Morgan on the organ is definitely a net positive on the band because instead of just having a net positive, instead of just having stuff played as <laughs> a backing spreadsheet track, again, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> instead of just having stuff played as a backing track, at least there is a man playing it through like a laptop and sit and, and MIDI, you know, input and stuff like that. But what I don't like is when, and I imagine, and I think you've talked about James Dean Bradfield being guilty of this, is then that the the additional musician will take the lead position, allowing the front man to just play the odd chord and yeah. strut and yes, be a James bit of a front man. Has there's done a, that a few times. There, there's a song. There's a song off uh, Resistance, which we'll get to, called "Guiding Light," which has a big old guitar solo in it. And these days, when they play it, Matt won't play the entire song. It will just be played by Morgan on the organ. Apart from, he'll grab a guitar, play the solo, and then put the guitar back down again. Jesus Christ. And I hate it. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the James Dean Bradfield thing is that they've got on another musician to kind of replace some of his parts. The uh, the Ooh. second drummer in Radiohead is so that they don't have to do it via a machine. It's because, you know, they have they needed to expand their sound on the King of Limbs because of all the different drum parts and loops they were using. And they've kept him around as a percussionist. And sometimes he's not on stage. Sometimes he just buggers off. Yeah, it's all. yeah. Good old Clive. He's in Portishead. I don't know if you knew. Yeah, there you go. That's something. Huh. That's something. He's in all of the head bands. <laughs> Talking all heads. Motorhead. Yeah. Radio. Motorhead. Yeah. Machine head. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, of can't the think of any more. The head from Art Attack. Do you remember him? Yeah, he's in the it's head. Me. The head. Yeah, an Art yeah. Attack. Neil and Buchanan's musician. He plays gigs. That's yeah. something. Should we, oh, do the top 10? Yeah. Should we do the top ten? Yeah. Top ten. <laughs> Emily, you had the pleasure last time of just doing this with Adam, so you actually got to have like a productive and and interesting conversation. Whereas when there's all of us, unfortunately, it is largely uh, waffle and derailing the conversation to talk about. <laughs> We've done a lot of deviation to Radiohead and Manix, haven't we? That's fine. It I like inevitable. these rambly chats. I mean, when we get Mannix on to talk about Muse, it's, we're obviously going to end up tangenting to talk about Mannix quite a lot, aren't we? I mean, that's we're true. Gonna get, we're going to get them on to talk reckon, about Muse. I'm going to say 90% of it will be a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get Mannix on and just be like, well, we're in the Muse season now. Yeah. So you're on. Yeah. We could get you on, but we, we what have do you to think talk of micro about cuts? Muse. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a nightmare for me. And all the I'm manic, and all the manic. So many questions that I've always wanted to ask them. Yeah, and people would be really punk though to do and that, and really like excited that we finally managed to land the holy grail of getting the manics on, and we just talk about Muse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick thinking about that. Yeah, it's awful. Joke. Yeah. Anyway.
Right. right. Shall we? Shall we start at ten and work towards? Oh, okay. One? Are these in an order? I've got them in an order. Yeah. Well, well, here's 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 the thing: is should I be playing clips? Because we usually would. Uh, I oh. would say. We don't know. We don't with with guests. We've never done that prior because obviously me and Steve wouldn't know the tracks before. Oh shit! No, you're right. We don't do that with guests. We don't. I'm do that. sorry. You don't I'm even know sorry, the guys. Your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll sing them each. Okay. Oh, good. God. Right. Let's start at ten. Okay. Take it away. Oh, I struggled with this one because um, I want it to be two songs, but it can't be. No, it cannot be. That's Please known follow as the cheating. Rules. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to go with Apocalypse, please. In that okay, case. that is a song that is really, really good. And what Steve has now heard. That? Yeah, what was the other one? Just curiosity. You've locked in Apocalypse, please. That is number ten. But what, okay, what was the one you were fighting with? Oh, you know, purely for nostalgia. But I okay. didn't think nostalgia was good enough to put in there. Fair. I, I, uh, I back the choice you went with. It's it's <laughs> it's also important to note that I have not put any covers in this either. Okay. Not, I mean, they've not done many, have they? They've only no. But I like I really like two of the ones they've done, so I've decided to not include covers at all, which cool. made my life a little easier because I didn't have to rule them out then. What are the two that you really like? Uh, Let's the, keep cheating. <laughs> they usually, you know, I do like feeling good. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, I also really like House of the Rising Sun. We did. Yeah, I love of, how we did both of them so. like a week, two, however long. A ago. week ago, yeah, yeah, one week yeah. ago, yeah. Okay, number nine. Number nine. Map of your head. Oh, a little B side. Yeah. Oh, little, little track. <laughs> I love okay. it. I love his voice. I love it. It's just so, so cute. It's really it's nice. Great. We found we had a little problem when we listened to this the other day, didn't we? Of the overt swallowing sounds that he does. Yes, it? although oh. listeners won't have heard it yet. Yeah, oh, that comes out okay. next week. I'm so but confused yeah. right. by, by our release schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we can't cope. Wait, Map of Your Head was a B side to a origin song, wasn't it? Wasn't it Newborn or something? Quite uh, and it possibly. Was put, and it was on. And it was on Hullabaloo. The the, the Hullabaloo, okay. you know, disc one B side collection disc. Okay. I just remember it's a B side to something. But yes, I really like that. It's very pretty. And nineteen year old Emily found it very horny when Matt made all the noises. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I can yeah. see that now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Uh, plug in baby. I had to have it. That's so yeah. low. I've not been singing yeah. them, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Everyone oh, okay. knows Plug in Baby Lucas. No, I know. I wasn't sure now. Do you know what? On a good day, I can do that high note. I'm not yes. going to. It was Kev's asleep. Kev's oh, asleep. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, also, the cats do get frightened when I try it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can only do it one in 10 times, and the nine attempts, you know. Don't yeah, terrifying noises. We've yes. all tried it. We've all tried it. It's in your car, in your car, where no one can hear you, that's the time to try. Yeah, usually yeah, yeah. me up with me coughing and spluttering. So I did it literally just yesterday. Not not plug in baby, but a different song. I I, I tried too hard, and then was like. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is he can throw the power behind that high note whereas I can yeah. just kind of go <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um number 7, uh yeah, United but... States of Eurasia. Oh. oh. First I one do, that like Steve that. won't know. I know I, oh. I know that song. I know that song. That that song has a very special place in my muse history. 
that song uh-huh. has an inter- and that song has an interesting place in the news history. Mm. Does it? I just yeah. really, I just think it's a bit ridiculous, it's which not, makes it, it amazing. Very, it's a very ridiculous song. It's I just think, overblown and stupid. I, I think love Steve's it. gonna love it. I mean, that's this, what I quite like about me so far. I like. Oh, you'll love your. Oh, yeah, you'll apoc- love I mean, ap- apocalypse. Please, you've now heard Steve, and I'm guessing you yes. like. We won't go into it. This is this was me last season. This is great now that a guest would give a top ten, and I don't know fifty percent of the tracks yet. Now I get to know. <laughs> so what album is um united states of eurasia off of the resistance so we've got okay. a few albums to go so album number okay. five so that's Ooh. the last album that i've listened to so that's oh, okay and no. you saw them in 2009 and yes you would have seen that tour with the with the three towers with the, yeah 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 Although i was yeah. hammered when i saw them, <laughs> but, uh, it was it was amazing but very right. blurry. <laughs> I only managed to get one photograph of that entire gig that wasn't just <laughs> lights going like this. Yeah, nice. Okay. Where did um, you see that tour? Was that uh, Liverpool? Oh, I was wondering if we've been to the same gig, but oh, uh, okay. We may have coincided. I mean, oh no, no, two thousand and three was Nottingham, so yeah. Yeah, and Lucas was uh, twelve. I saw them in two thousand and three. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, first time, first time I saw them, I was a child, but fair. Oh, cool. Also, I would have been 14. <laughs> Do the maths. Meh. Uh, hard. What did we get up to? Uh, that was number seven, I believe. Yeah, oh, cool. Yep. Okay, number six is Megalomania. Oh, yes. What a great song. Yeah. Also a cool choice in a top ten, like a, an end of an album. I think I think you like the same thing me and Steve like in Muse, which is big, ridiculous, bombastic... <laughs> Films, the large yes. weird, like yes. oh, yeah. giant large weird, the large, the large weird. weird. I'll I like one large, large weird, weird please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, number five, supermassive black hole. Nice. Yep. I, oh, I can't say anything about that because we're not there yet. Okay, uh, I mean, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> No, you can't. Um, I have no strong feelings one way or another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I know is my gut says maybe. <laughs> uh, I really like Supermassive Black Hole. I think a it's song great. that is better live than on the album as well. No, I disagree. I still, disagree with that. I love it on the album. I, I love the falsetto yeah. singing for, some, for really, no reason. Really that, yeah. song was su- that song was such a... And also them trying something different. Yeah, that was the thing. When, yeah. that, when that first that single the, came out, it was very like, oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, like, exactly. What are they, what are they doing here? It's quite a sexy one, isn't it? It is a bit. It's a bit sexy. It's sexy it is a bit. It is a bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, number four is Muscle Museum. Bang. Okay. Okay. So hard. Okay. <laughs> Adam doesn't agree. <laughs> I love okay. it. I, okay, I, I've okay. always loved that song. I think it's fucking brilliant. I, you know, for the first time I heard it, not me, blew me away that song. I loved it. I, I really it. like it. I remember being very surprised when Steve pointed out that the chorus is the verse, but played higher. Yeah, and I had yeah, never picked up on that the whole time. The chorus. I don't think I have taken... Yeah, it's mad. I didn't realize. I'm gonna listen next time I listen to it. I shall listen out for that. Steve pointed out, and I was like, oh. It's taken me 20 years wow. for someone else to point that out to me. I'm playing it in my head now. I can't even remember it. Isn't it's... that mad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the chorus is... <laughs> and that was almost like listening to the real thing then. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, really, oh. Yeah. oh. Yeah, good song though. Weird. It's weird. 
sort of slightly sinister song and, and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Cool guitar sound. Yeah. No, now two and three seem to be pointing towards each other, which means I'm not sure which one goes where. Uh-oh. Go with your gut. So we're going to go with Newborn next. Oh, good song. What a banger. Good song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unanimously agree. There's so little you can say about Newborn because it's just a good song. It's just a really good song, isn't it? Yeah, it's got, it's it, got, it opens really good. Yeah, it's good in the middle and it ends yeah. good. Good. Yeah. yeah. And it's and pretty consistently good. Incidentally, yeah. I was uh, on the front row of the London Arena gig with the girl, one of the girls in that video. She was telling oh, me really? about starring oh, in the video oh, and I was so cool. jealous. <laughs> yeah, because in the videos, I think that I think I think I talked about this maybe in the episode, but they basically just like put a, put the message out to the fans and said, "Yeah, come down. Yep, you can be the audience of the get of the of the video, basically." It's and, um, the one where they're on the side of the building, kind of thing, and on the side yeah. of the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I couldn't go, but you know, never mind. And I oh. I didn't know of the band. Because <laughs> I discovered Muse with Newborn, basically, like Newborn ah. being on on Kerrang on TV. Yeah, that was, oh. me, that was me like discovering Muse. But I was there. Weirdly, yeah, you were there. You yeah. were you were ten, yeah. but you were. Yeah. There. I was Matt's guitar. <laughs> you did a very good performance. That I wouldn't he plays known. that he plays in the music video. Yeah, that's me. You're, wow, huh? that's a very good performance. Thanks. <gasps> Speaking What's in at number two, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Citizen Erased. Oh, yes. Absolute fan fave. Absolute. It's so good. It's insane. It, it, again, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, it is probably. No, that's Radiohead. Yes. <laughs> they have a song called I Am Citizen Insane. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Were they so, off, oh, they're ripping off Muse. Where they like going? Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Actually, I am saying it's the same as two thousand and three, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah, sorry. It came yeah. after then, so they ripped off Muse as always. Although the title originates from nineteen ninety seven. Lucas is asking for. I've been reading Matt's diary. Actually, we really, we really need to do a Radiohead chat. Yeah, we uh, should do. Yeah. Your level of obsession, a lot of my random shit is going to make sense to you, and it doesn't They're make the sense one. to anyone Ra- else. Radi- so. Radiohead are the the obsession for me. Yeah. yeah. I okay. Are yeah. your favourite band though? They are, but they don't lend themselves to as much obsessive sort of behaviour as Radiohead do. I'm telling you, it's the weirdness. It's the weirdness of bands that. Um, brings in the obsessive which is why qualities. Coldplay who similar sort of muse yeah who don't trajectory really. in terms of their career going from yeah. that came around around the same size now fill stadiums and are played on radio one exactly they don't have that well unless they do I'm just not aware of it but I don't think they have that same community now let's just use that as a good sag to say mm. I saw Coldplay support muse which was quite funny. On that tour. Oh, you were on that tour. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so, we've uh, talked about that tour. That's such a mental, like, <laughs> stat. Just like, oh, yeah, Muse back when they were small. And they're supported by Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was quite hilarious. And that was obviously before Coldplay did all of the flowery stage shit that they did. So it was just Chris going. Yeah. I was going to say, that must, yeah. that does, I mean, considering Muse were really quite heavy doing that tour, and then they had... Oh, well, it was. It was. Bef- it, it was, would have been parachutes. It was parachutes, though. So it was. It yeah. wasn't. They okay. weren't as wazzy then. I, yeah. I liked. I really liked parachutes. A lot of my friends did. You know, we. It wasn't wazzy. 
And I think well, also was I like Coldplay. Ooh. That's fine. I like I like bits of Coldplay. Yes. I'm standing up for myself and telling you that I like Coldplay. Me well and done. I, been to I enjoyed Coldplay seeing Coldplay together. live. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen them twice, and it was both both when they were small. So, but also, oh, but also that that air, that was before Muse had fully gone mental on stage i think right? yes it probably was, was a bit yeah. they were probably a bit closer together in terms of vibe. they was yeah matt was starting to come out a bit as you know but he wasn't you know right, what he yeah, became yeah. but he certainly wasn't the little dee weeny thing i saw in the tent <laughs> who was terrified <laughs> even though it's 2 30 in the afternoon or something <laughs> <laughs> right do we um, usually do some kind of drum roll for number one or something do we build any kind of suspense or... i mean i think you guys might have even figured it out given the uh, taste well, in <laughs> well, you said there were you said there were two from showbiz so and that might have been the, oh no that i was wrong have, that might have been it would, the have, uno been, it would have been the yeah. uno yeah oh yeah i can't i can't guess then i can't guess uh uh, uh bliss no uh, i do like bliss but not top 10 uh, Microgenesis Part Two Cross-Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Quite, but I don't skip it. So yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't have a guess. I would oh. say, I'd say yeah, micro cuts. Micro cuts. No, I re- again, I like it, but you know, no Knights of Sidonia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we talked a thousand times about songs that kind of don't exist because you've they're they're such a big hit that you forget about them. That's <laughs> yeah. almost that's probably one of Muse's one of those, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah I forgot about Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, of course, Knights of Sidonia. Yeah. It's I good god that song. It what it what is it? Yeah, it's not it's not even a normal pop song. I don't know what it is. It's no, it's mad to me that that was amazing. a single. Yeah, yes. and it's accompanied by the best music video I've ever seen. <laughs> which, which we'll cover in, like, September. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is wow, a cool, cool top ten. Thank uh, you. Luke, there's, some, there's, some al- there's some albums that are absolutely... Well, there's nothing more recent than 2009 because you've you, you completely yes. passed them by. There's only one, two songs off of Black Holes. Oh yeah, I haven't been noting this. Yeah, two songs off Black Holes. Two songs off Black Holes. One song off Resistance. Like three from. It's a good mix, actually. Good mix. Yeah, I like that. And if listeners want to hear it, it'll be in a Spotify playlist from like now. That'll be linked on our Twitter and all of that stuff, won't it? Mm. And and just and just for us, Emily. I mean, if if when if you fancy it, when you've listened to the other three albums and given them some listens, if you want to like. Ping over a, yeah. a, a revised top ten if it changes at all. Oh, okay. I'd be, I'd be curious to know if anything from you'll get an email of... with one word and it will say nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. I don't know. I, like I will give idea. it a go. I will give yeah. it a go. Definitely. Cool. cool. Um, yes. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of uh, another episode. Thank you very much for joining us, Emily. Thank you, Emily. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you guys have finally met. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, and thank you to all of the listeners for listening as well. Can anyone remember what it is next week on the podcast? It's, it's Hullabaloo, Hullabaloo, right? Hullabaloo. Yeah, okay. Wait, so... Cool. Uh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. I'm so lost. We're quite... We're, for once, we're actually ahead of the game in terms of recording. We're quite, like... 
well we're being very organized we're quite well stocked of episodes and so i yeah. don't know what's actually been released and what hasn't next week is <laughs> color blue disc one Okay, cool. Well, if, if that turns CD out to be... disc one. Hullabaloo <laughs> DVD disc one. Stop it. Which we're recording tomorrow. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> no, we're d- oh, well, yeah, well, we're doing both discs of the DVDs. But look, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Uh, if anybody's confused about what episode's coming out next week or would like to hear Emily's uh, uh, top 10 list, uh, you can find us on Twitter at whatismusicpod. Yeah, Instagram at whatismusicpod. We're on TikTok at What Is Music. And if you want to send in something a little bit longer and have us read it out on the show, you can email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com. Uh, again, thank you so much, Emily. That was actually, thank that, you, that, was, that was a lot of fun. That was, that was Yay, really cool. Cool. I'm sure we will talk to you at some indeterminate point in the future about uh, Radiohead. Cool. Uh, tomorrow. At length. Yeah, yeah tomorrow. <laughs> um, um, I was going to ask as well if Lucas wanted to see a few old pictures. But, uh... Oh, yes, let's do that off mic. Let's do that off mic. So, thought, uh, yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners, but you're not included in the uh, the chat we're about to have about Dom or old pictures of the band. But um, uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. Uh, tune in for our next episode, and we will leave you with just uh, one piece of advice, which is don't uh, waste your time, or time will waste you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.